Welcome to Illuminating the Scriptures, a study of Nevi'im. In this series, we explore the words of the prophets and delve into the meaning and significance of these sacred texts. Sefer Yeshaya, the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 18 through 30. In this section, the prophet continues to describe different types of societal wickedness, societal rebellion against God or societal straying from God and the punishment that God has in store for this, for these particular types of wickedness or rebellion against God. Verse 18, Hoi. Again, Hoi is a cry of emotion. In this case, it's a cry of pain. The prophet is sad to tell us about these things. Those who draw upon themselves sin, with ropes of emptiness, and like the bonds of the wagons, sin. In other words, these people tie themselves down to wickedness and to sin, as if they're tied down to this. Basically, the idea is they're addicted to it. They're, they're, they're so involved in doing wrong that this is just part of their life. Those who say, there's a continuation of this same group of people, they're talking about God. Let him be quick and let him hasten his deeds. In order that we should see what his actions are, let it come close and arrive, the council of Kedosh Yisrael, the Holy One of Israel, and let us know. In other words, the prophet has been telling them that their way is going to lead to destruction, God is going to punish them. And their response to the prophet is, let God make it happen quickly so that we should know if it's going to happen or not. In other words, they don't really believe that it's going to happen, or perhaps they do, but they're so deeply involved in sin that they they feel they can't turn back. Verse 20 now describes a different type of people. Again, it begins with a a cry of emotion, in this case pain. They say to that which is evil, good. In other words, they call evil good. They call good evil. They set darkness as if it were light. And light to darkness. They place that which is bitter as if it would be sweet. And that which is sweet to bitterness. In other words, these people are so involved with what's wrong, that they completely skewed, they turned over their whole set of values. What they consider virtuous is actually evil. What they consider evil is actually virtuous. Another group of people. These are people, again, in this little paragraph with the word, a cry of emotion, pain. They're wise in their own eyes. In front of their faces or in their own minds, nevainim, their understanding. Another way of understanding this verse is that their whole wisdom and their whole understanding is harnessed for that which they are which, which they are looking at. What they want to get, they justify, they explain, they use their wisdom to try to get what they want. Their wisdom is for their eyes. Whatever their, their eyes tells them what tells tells them what to think. Is verse 22, woe or cry of pain to those people who are strong and their entire strength lies in the fact that they drink wine. Men of valor, to mixing strong drink. 
In other words, a warrior is someone who goes out to fight, someone who, who does you know valorous things. These people, their whole strength is in the fact that they drink wine and, and uh, get themselves drunk on strong drink. One way of understanding it is that's how these people measure success. They measure success by how much material pleasure you can intoxicate yourself with. You can you can get or attain or and that that they consider as success in life and whatever achievements, whatever strength they're exerting is all to reach this goal. So that basically is the upshot of all of their strength. Matsdike Russia these people justify the wicked because of bribery. In other words, they take bribes to justify the wicked. and the righteousness of the righteous, Yasirumenu, they take it away from him. In other words, these people, this society is so corrupt that the judges, they know who's guilty, they know who's innocent, and they switch it around for the sake of bribery. They declare the guilty to be innocent, and they declare the the innocent to be guilty. And God is going to destroy the society because the society is so deeply corrupt. It, it's not enough just to kill some people or to punish them. The whole society has to be uprooted. Therefore, like the tongue of fire consumes the the straw, the chashash, chashash is a shaft, or it's the, some type of straw or plant material that is no good. It's it's the, the part of the plant that we don't eat or don't use. The flame weakens it, just makes it disappear. Sharasham, their root, the root of these people, kamakia, will be like mold, will be like rot. Ufircham, their blossoms, Ka'avakyala will fly away, will go up, in other words, go up in the wind, like dust. And the reason this is happening to them is Kimasu as Tayras Hashem they despised the teaching, the law of the Lord of hosts, Imras and the words of the Holy One of Israel, Ni'etsu, they despised it, they mocked it, they looked down at it. In other words, the truth of God's law, the morality of God's law was something that not only didn't talk to them and not only didn't guide them, but it was something that they despised and they looked down at. Verse 25, Therefore the anger of the Lord flirted against his nation. He stretched his hand against him, in other words, against the nation, and he smote him. The mountains trembled. The mountain, my understanding over here, means the, the strength of society. The society is shooken up. Their carcass, their corpses, are like, sucha is like, like waste or vomit. It means substance that's, that disgusts people, that, that, that makes people, you know, people stand back from. In the midst of the streets. With all of this, his anger, that means God's anger, didn't, didn't go back. In other words, his anger wasn't satisfied with this punishment. His hand is yet stretched out. In other words, to bring them more punishment because the society has to be completely uprooted in order to get rid of all the negative thought processes and the negative elements of thinking and the negative uh, attitudes. You have to completely uproot the society. So therefore, God is going to take it a step further. He's in verse 26. He's lifting a banner to the nations from far away. He'll whistle to him or signal to him to come. It's from the ends of the earth or the end of the earth. Behold, quickly, lightly he will come. In other words, they'll come at speed. There's no 
tired or weary amongst them. There's no stumbling. They're, they're just walking and, and moving forward with with the confidence. There's no, no one tired, no one stumbling. He's not slumbering, he's not sleeping. The enemy has their, as they're coming to invade the land of Israel. The, the belt of his loins is not opened up. In other words, their belt is girded tight and their, their strength is all there. His shoelaces did, did not get undone or not slacken. The point of it is the enemy is coming all prepared without any hesitation. His arrows are sharp or sharpened. All of his bows are drawn. The hooves of his horses are like the enemy. Another way of reading this is they're like rocks. In other words, they're deadly. And his wheels like a whirlwind, like a storm. In other words, the enemy's coming with the horses, the horses uh, all, you know, prepared, and they're, the, the wheels of the chariots are like a, a wind, like a storm. Halavi, a roar to him. In other words, the enemy is roaring like lions. He has he has a roar like lions. Yishag kakfirim, he his his shout, his growl, his his growl is like the or another word for roaring is like the young lions. Vienheim, he'll growl v'yeches teref, and he'll grab his prey. Viaflet, he snatches. He literally means to save, but it means to save towards himself. Ain matzel, no one will be able to save it from his hand. In other words, the enemy will grab whatever he wants, and no one will be able to save themselves from his hand. Vienheim alav bayemahu, he he will roar against him. The enemy will roar or rage against him, against the people, against the people of Israel. On that day, kenamasyam, like the roar of the sea. Venibat laaretz. At this point, the prophets words apply to the people of Israel, they will look out to the earth. In other words, the people of Israel, when they see the enemy coming, will look out to the earth, gaze out to the earth to see if there's any help coming to them. There's only darkness. One way of understanding is the sun and the moon have darkened when their time of darkness has come. In other words, any light that they expected, it all turned into darkness. Another way of interpreting this last verse is the enemy, Tsar would refer to the enemy, and the, and the light, Chashach, has darkened Ba'arifeha in, in its... Arifeha it, well, is actually many ways to interpret this word. It can mean in its times in the rains, when, when you have a cloudy day, it's raining, it's dark, or the trouble is coming down against them like rains, or Arifah simply means darkness. And the point over here is, the Prophet is telling us, is that we have a society that has corrupted itself to the degree that good has become bad, bad has become good. And in that case, God needs to totally uproot and destroy the society. And the way it's going to be done is that an enemy will come that is totally organized and will utterly destroy them. They will have no help. It seems to be referring to the the prophet is foretelling the Assyrian invasion. It could be referring to the Babylonian invasion many years later. But the point of it is, is that when the Jewish people living in the land of Israel are not living up to their calling, God is going to uproot that society and send them into exile to refine them and uh, to destroy the evil from their midst.